Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets timely wisdom. For those who are joining me, I started a podcast series a couple of episodes ago entitled God Comes Through on Time. And this series is from a Bible plan I wrote some years ago with the same title. And the motivational target in writing this Bible plan was to encourage readers and now listeners that no matter life's intensity, whether they are experiencing a positive or negative situation, whatever they're going through, it is important to trust and believe that God always comes through on time in every area and aspect of their lives. And I encourage you, if you haven't already, to listen to parts one through three of this series. But now I'm jumping into today's motivational aim, which targets timely wisdom. And have you ever encountered a situation where you didn't know something, but you needed the insight, the answer, the understanding, and the knowledge to complete a very important task? How did you feel when you were without the information you needed or the skills you needed to apply what you've learned in a practical way that made sense? Well, I believe in life, we've all encountered moments where we needed wisdom to get through something because without God's wisdom, we are absolutely lost. Wisdom can be defined as the ability to use your knowledge and experience to make good sound decisions and judgments. See, it's one thing to have knowledge and experience, but for a person to embody and exercise wisdom in their life, wisdom will assist a person to do things that have a lasting beneficial impact even if what is being exercised by the person is not normal, not heard of, uncomfortable, uncommon, or it even looks crazy. Wisdom knows what it is because not only are they drawing from knowledge and experience, they are drawing from God's faithfulness and God's word. Receiving timely wisdom is great, especially when we're in a situation and we don't know what to do or we don't even understand how to apply what we know in the situation at hand. It is important to remain aligned with God and watch him come through on time in providing divine wisdom for us in every circumstance, especially those circumstances that are uncertain and where life appears very puzzling. Throughout God's word, there are several accounts when individuals face situations when timely wisdom was vital. The people we read about in the Bible encountered situations where they needed the timely wisdom of God to enforce God-honoring solutions to their present dilemmas. A few examples I can go over where some sought timely wisdom was Solomon. Now, I'm going to read 1 Kings, the third chapter, in the fifth through the ninth verse. But I encourage you to read 1 Kings, the third chapter, in its entirety. Okay, so let me go ahead and read. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. God said, Ask, what should I give you? And Solomon replied, You have shown great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, righteousness, and integrity. You have continued this great and faithful love for him by giving him a son to sit on his throne, as it is today. Lord my God, 
You have now made your servant king in my father David's place. Yet I am just a youth with no experience in leadership. Your servant is among your people you have chosen, a people too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant a receptive heart to judge your people and to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? So as you heard, Solomon asked God for wisdom on how to govern his people effectively. King David, Solomon's father, died and the kingdom was under his rule. So as a new leader, Solomon had grand responsibility. He probably was aware of the laws, the policies, the procedures, the practices, and the administration. But when it was time for him to run things, that came with a serious responsibility, especially when his primary aim was to operate under God's rule and authority, seeking him first with God's kingdom rule in mind. So in order to live out the rules with God, honor, integrity, and authority, Solomon sought the wisdom of God because he knew he couldn't do it on his own. And how many of us have sought God's wisdom when we were promoted to a new level of leadership and we wanted to operate and perform effectively but we wanted to keep God first because it wasn't just about making a few extra dollars. It was about leading people in the right way that honors God and serving as a God-honoring example for people to follow and to foster efficiency in the workplace, the family, the committee, the event, or whatever God has called a person to do. Now Solomon was serious about exercising God-honoring wisdom and we should be just as serious. And this is why you hear me suggest to you all of the time to ask God for wisdom daily because life is not a game and the decisions we make and the people we impact are not things to take lightly. Although the Lord gives us another chance and he gives us chance after chance, we don't get to do life in its entirety over. So each day has enough trouble of its own and knowing that, we want to make intentional aims to seek God first and ask God to provide timely wisdom for us in every situation, every aspect of life, every issue on a daily basis. And we see with Solomon that he sought timely wisdom and God granted wisdom to him and people saw God's timely wisdom operating in Solomon's life. There are recorded scriptural events where people all over the world knew about Solomon's timely wisdom and they were captivated by his wisdom, all while God got the glory and the praise. Now God's word tells us in 1 Kings the third chapter in the 14th verse, God told Solomon, if you walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and commandments as your father David walked, then I will prolong your days. Solomon asked for wisdom, but the condition was to keep God first and walk according to his will, his word, and his way. Asking God for a precious gift and then trampling it by following our own devices is a sure way to lose the very thing we prayed for as a resource to operate in God's plan for our lives. And this was not only a command for Solomon, this is a command for us. When we seek God's timely wisdom, we have to walk in the Lord's ways, keep his commands, remain obedient to him, and then God will prolong our days, and that is a promise.
Solomon asked for wisdom at the right time because scripture lets us know a situation that went down where God's timely wisdom was executed and the spiritual understanding and knowledge Solomon was able to apply to everyday living. God granted Solomon supernatural wisdom to view the world in certain situations from spiritual insight and apply that insight and hidden truth to the situations or vantage points at hand. And Solomon had the gift of putting spiritual truths into action. The timely wisdom Solomon received was displayed when a dispute took place between two mothers and their children. First Kings, the third chapter in the 16th through the 28th verse states, Then two women who were prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. One woman said, Please, my lord, this woman and I live in the same house, and I had a baby while she was in the house. On the third day after I gave birth, she also had a baby, and we were alone. No one else was with us in the house, just the two of us were there. During the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. She got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while your servant was asleep. She laid him in her arms, and she put her dead son in my arms. When I got up in the morning to nurse my son, I discovered he was dead. That morning, when I looked closely at him, I realized he was not the son I gave birth to. No, the other woman said, my son is the living one, your son is the dead one. The first woman said, no, your son is the dead one, my son is the living one. So they argued before the king. The king replied, this woman says, this is my son who is alive and your son is dead. But that woman says, no, your son is dead and my son is alive. The king continued, bring me a sword. So they brought the sword to the king. And the king said, cut the living boy in two and give half to one and half to the other. The woman whose son was alive spoke to the king because she felt great compassion for her son. My Lord, give her the living baby, she said, but please don't have him killed. But the other one said, he will not be mine or yours. Cut him in two. The king responded, give the living baby to the first woman and don't kill him. She is his mother. All Israel heard about the judgment the king had given, and they stood in awe of the king because they saw that God's wisdom was in him to carry out justice. See, God came through on time for Solomon in timely wisdom in this situation because there was no DNA test taken. The ruling happened in that setting. Solomon knew what to say to the woman whose child was really alive to get the response needed to determine who was the liar and who was telling the truth. And that is when his fame spread through the land. Once again, if you want to read about that account, I encourage you to read 1 Kings, the third chapter in its entirety. But just in that account alone, you see how God came through in timely wisdom. And remember, God will come through for you also. And let me share another account in God's word where God came through for someone in timely wisdom. And that was Daniel. So I'm about to read Daniel, the second chapter, the first through the 18th verse. And I encourage you to read Daniel, the second chapter in its entirety. In the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams that troubled him, and sleep deserted him. So the king gave orders to summon the magicians, mediums, sorcerers, and Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. 
When they came and stood before the king, he said to them, I have had a dream, and I am anxious to understand it. The Chaldeans spoke to the king, May the king live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will give the interpretation. The king replied to the Chaldeans, My word is final. If you don't tell me the dream and its interpretation, you will be torn limb from limb, and your houses will be made a garbage dump. But if you make the dream and its interpretation known to me, you will receive gifts, a reward, and great honor from me. So make the dream and its interpretation known to me. They answered a second time, May the king tell the dream to his servants, and we will make known the interpretation. The king replied, I know for certain you are trying to gain some time, because you see that my word is final. If you don't tell me the dream, there is one decree for you. You have conspired to tell me something false or fraudulent until the situation changes. So tell me the dream, and I will know you can give me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king, No one on earth can make known what the king requests. Consequently, no king, however great and powerful, has ever asked anything like this of any magician, medium, or Chaldean. What the king is asking is so difficult that no one can make it known to him except the gods whose dwelling is not with mortals. Because of this, the king became violently angry and gave orders to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. The decree was issued that the wise men were to be executed, and they searched for Daniel and his friends to execute them. Then Daniel responded with tact and discretion to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to execute the wise men of Babylon. He asked Arioch, the king's officer, why is the decree from the king so harsh? Then Arioch explained the situation to Daniel. So Daniel went and asked the king to give him some time so that he could give the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah about the matter, urging them to ask the God of the heavens for mercy concerning this mystery so Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of Babylon's wise men. So just hearing those passages of scripture, you understand the dilemma that Daniel was in. And just imagine your boss comes to you and your co-workers and say, hey, I had a dream last night. That dream really troubled me. And I don't know what it means. And I need all y'all referring to you and your co-workers to interpret it. And don't ask me what the dream was. You need to tell me what it was because I'm not telling you. And if you don't tell me what I dreamt about and the interpretation, you're fired. Now, that example was milder than Nebuchadnezzar's decree because he said people were going to die if they didn't provide the information he requested. So just imagine how Daniel felt. He needed supernatural, divine, accelerated, timely wisdom. And before I even go to my next point, as I was reading this, I thought about something. Now, you hear how King Nebuchadnezzar told, let me go to it. He told the wise men, which were Daniel and his friends. We know they were wise because they had the wisdom from God, the Father, okay? But Nebuchadnezzar went to magicians, mediums. You know, little psychics, people who said they had all this wisdom. 
and he asked him, I had a dream last night, tell me what it was. And they couldn't perform. They couldn't tell him. That speaks volumes right there. Because you have some people who go to psychics and mediums and doing all this witchcraft thinking that they're going to get some type of response. And they can't even tell somebody a dream they had. No, what they wanted, and you can read it in scripture for yourself. You just heard it. They wanted the king to tell him or tell them, hey, what you dream about? Then we'll give you the interpretation. See, they can't operate under godly wisdom and authority because they're doing some dark trash. It's trash. It's not real. So it makes no sense to be going to these witches, these mediums, these psychics. Because scripture is letting us know right here, right here in this passage, right here, they don't know nothing. They need you to tell them something so then they can talk and give you some interpretation. And have you noticed that just watching like somebody doing a mockery or dealing with a psychic and some of these programs on TV where they saying that they this self-proclaimed medium or psychic and they just top of the line and people are going to them. Some people, not everybody, but some people are going to them and the psychic is asking them, Okay, what's your name? And they tell them, oh, what do you like to do? And the person says, oh, I, I like to work out. You know, I like to live a healthy lifestyle. And then the psychic comes back. Oh, so you, I'm assuming, you know, you like to visit and shop at healthy grocery stores? Then the person is, their mind is blown. How'd you know? How'd you know I like to shop at healthy places? You know what, in the future, I see you working out. I see you working out and drinking a lot of water. And the person's just like, oh my gosh, man. <laughs> the psychic told me my future. You told them that. It didn't take all that. They seen you with your workout clothes when you went to go talk to them. They're not operating in godly wisdom. They're operating on old information that you gave them. And it's not God is not in that. Because their goal is to operate apart from God. And we shouldn't be going to seek any type of advice from a psychic. Because just like Nebuchadnezzar was asking him, Hey, tell me my dream. Just tell it to me. And give me the interpretation. I feel like in a sense of what he was saying is, If you're saying that you have all this insight and all this knowledge, and you can tell me the future... Tell me what I dreamed about. Tell me what it was and tell me what to do. Because I'm not giving you any clues. And if you don't tell me what I want to know because you're proclaiming to have this skill and this gift, I'm killing you. And then you see how they start scrambling. Oh, that's that's impossible. I mean, we, we it's impossible. We can't do that. You're asking us to do stuff we can't do. Now it comes out what they can't do. But they're proclaiming, or they were proclaiming, they still proclaim to this day, they can do stuff that they can't. And you have people really going to them, trying to figure out how to get a man or a woman. And they, hey, just take this come to me oil or beat them with a stick oil and they'll be on you. You can't, you have to fight them off of you. 
Won't you put this oil on you? All kinds of stupid stuff. And people really buy these candles and these oils and they doing these chants thinking that they're going to get somebody. Somebody who's married. Somebody who's in a relationship. Somebody who loves somebody else. They're thinking they're just going to capture their heart and their attention. And they're going to be happy and in love forever. And the crazy thing is, is <laughs> the person they caught themselves doing these chants and spells over, the person can't stand them, don't like them. They buying all this come to me, stay with me oil, and people can't even stand who they are. Ugh, they, they just find them as despicable. <laughs> let, let me get back on target because I can talk about this for a minute. But I believe you understand the point I'm making. That if Nebuchadnezzar, a king, said he was going to kill these magicians and these mediums, these people who proclaim that they can deliver something that they truly couldn't deliver, that's a lesson right there. And when you read Daniel, the second chapter in its entirety, you will see that God came through in timely wisdom for Daniel because God revealed the dream to Daniel and God revealed the interpretation to Daniel because God went to the one who could tell somebody the future, who could give somebody insight, who could break it down. And then they receive the glory and praise, not the person making it look like they just all knowing and all powerful. No, that's God who is all knowing. God is all powerful. It's not us. That's why we need to tap into the resource and the source, which is God the Father, and ask him for timely wisdom in trying situations. And that is what Daniel and his friends did. And that's why they were able to tell King Nebuchadnezzar something that was hidden, something that only could be revealed by and through God. God granted David timely wisdom also when he went to the king to ask him for more time. Because the king's mind was already made up. He was anxious. He was ready to get the dream's interpretation. He wasn't trying to hear about any delays, anything. He wanted to know what it was. And Daniel had wisdom to go converse with God and then go converse with his God-honoring friends and close associates on how to pray to receive what they needed from God with an humble heart. That took wisdom. So Daniel and his friends operated from wisdom from the jump because some people in a situation like that, they could have just gave up. They would have just hit the timeline and realized, hey, it's over for me. But when you read Daniel, the second chapter, you'll see in its entirety, you'll see that God revealed the dream. God gave Daniel the interpretation. And when God gave it to Daniel, it was a very detailed response. See, it wasn't somebody giving a person breadcrumbs, and then they're just expounding on what you gave them. See, that's why King Nebuchadnezzar didn't want to tell these magicians and these mediums anything because he knew how they operate. But Daniel came with that timely wisdom from God and told the king everything that he needed to know, everything that he dreamed about, with the interpretation on what to do. And that only comes from God's timely wisdom. Okay, And the timely wisdom that God gave Daniel was noted by the king who gave God praise. And he said in verse 47, the king answered Daniel and said, 
Surely your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries since you have been able to reveal this mystery. And don't forget, there are several accounts in scripture where God came through in timely wisdom. And if you think about your life and if you ask God for wisdom, God came through in timely wisdom for you too. So don't think for one moment that God will not show up on time for you, even when you feel and it appears that time is lost, time is over, and you can't regain time. God is the one who has a plan for your life, and he always fulfills his purpose, plan, and will for your life in due season, which is his time. And when you ask our Heavenly Father for wisdom, he promises in his word to give it to you without finding fault. God's timely wisdom will kick in in every situation, even when you naturally think you aren't prepared to get through a particular issue. Be encouraged today that God will provide you with timely wisdom as it relates to every decision and aspect in your life. Trust him because God is coming through in timely wisdom just for you. And a scripture I would like to leave you with is James, the first chapter in the fifth verse, which states, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And this is a powerful promise from God that we should all utilize and declare in our lives. We are nothing without God, and we can't do anything without God. God allows us to do things, but if we want to live according to his plan for our lives, We need wisdom to operate in his purpose, and we need wisdom to walk down the path he's already set and established for us to follow. We might have the experience, the know-how, the knowledge, the degrees, the understanding, or the capability to accomplish tasks, but it is the wisdom of God that is the ability to apply spiritual truth to life circumstances and situations that benefit a person individually and those they serve, assist, mentor, or advise. So God is not looking at your faults when you ask him for wisdom. God already said that he gives you wisdom generously. That is why there is nothing wrong with asking God for wisdom in every area and aspect of your life so that you can navigate life's course with the timely wisdom of God with you and in you at all times. So Continue to seek God-honoring, timely wisdom every day of your life. But the goal is to spend time with God so you can understand that God comes through in timely wisdom and you go tap into the source, which is God, to receive wisdom as it relates to every situation in your life. And you read God's word to learn about God so you won't be going to seek wisdom from outside sources that are not rooted in Christ. Because the last thing you want to go do is go seek wisdom from something that's contrary and goes contrary to God's will, word, and way. Okay? Feel free to share this podcast, post this podcast, whatever you want to do. But most importantly, read God's word for yourself so you can know what's right and what's wrong. And remain encouraged and continue to aim towards your God-honoring targeted goals. Thank y'all for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download the God Comes Through on Time devotional. On the site, you can order inspirational apparel. 
and you have the option to connect with me on Instagram and aim towards the target. I have a few Bible plans on the YouVersion Bible app you can check out. But for those who want to use the Bible plans that I've written as an individual or group Bible study, you can download those Bible plans from my website. Enjoy the remainder of your day. Peace and God bless.